The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Very active starting a business. It takes a lot of gumption. I really want to dig in deep, figure out what makes these people tick, how they are leveraging their success to make the rest of the world a better place. You know, maybe have a couple of giggles along the way. From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Kilroy Report, the podcast that shares the stories of entrepreneurs and agency owners doing extraordinary things in an ordinary world. Now here's your host, Tim Kilroy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kilroy Report. It's Tim, and today I am here with Ryan Holbrook, the founder of Native Games, a terrific agency that works with local businesses to really help them create more foot traffic, to create more sort of local awareness, to create sort of more engagement in a world where, you know, big box stores and and national brands rule the day. Ryan helps smaller businesses fight back, stand up, and own their presence in their own communities. And I think it's a really amazing, uh, really amazing kind of uh, kind of approach to marketing where everybody is focused with scale and efficiency. Ryan is actually focused on impact and influence. And it's, it's fantastic. So Ryan, welcome so much. Thank you so much, Tim. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So Ryan, what made you decide to start Native Games? Well, I have a, I've always been in digital marketing. I've worked with a number of clients, a lot of big, big clients, Fortune 500 even. And I, I came from a small town. I'm a small town guy. I live one in, in one now. And these, these local businesses are kind of are critical to the community. And I saw years after year that these big boxes were just coming in with their deep pockets and taking over business and, and stealing customers away. So I wanted to give them some ammo and the ability to to fight as much as they can. So kind of even the playing field if, if I can. All right. So like a million years ago, the, the internet was the great democratizer. Like if you paid 14 cents a claim, you could be on the top of the search results. SEO is a huge democratizer. And really the, the, the small brand, the big brand didn't have anything over the small brand. But now it seems like the, the, the world's pre- pretty heavily weighted towards Amazon for products, services, there's marketplaces like Thumbtack. How does a small business fight against people that have every advantage? Well, I think the first thing that these small businesses kind of, there are so many different avenues and different approaches to digital marketing. Then you you read about how people go so deep into Google ads, so deep into SEO. A lot of it is just building the foundation. You have to you have to have the foundational elements set up so you can capture success. And first and foremost, when we're when I'm approaching my clients, when I'm talking to them, it's just to make sure that they have the uh, the tools and the reporting and the tracking set up so that they know they are actually gaining value from their efforts and they can continue to scale upon that. So it's, it's really hard to, to grow and capture more growth when you got holes and it's just all that, all that value is being siphoned off at the end uh, before it yeah. turns into revenue for you. So, so I think one of the things that I think is really hard is if you are a local business and you're standing behind the counter all day, your customer interaction is in person. And so you may not be thinking 
well, man, I've got to get this new service up or this new offering up on the website so can so people can learn about it. And also, if you're a consumer, you're probably not. If like there's a there's believe it or not there's like a cobbler up the street from me. Like I don't know who wears shoes that get fixed anymore, but but and I know for a fact that that cobbler does not have a website, right? right? And they probably don't need one, honestly, but. You know, I'm thinking that there are other businesses in town that are small that it's clear that their website was updated the day after it was built and that's it, right? And right. it's it's really hard for a a a fundament where I can imagine it's really hard for a business that is fundamentally in person to think, hey, you know what? We can't have a $200 website. We've, we've got to invest money in this because this is our new store fund. So I can imagine as you're doing this local marketing stuff that one of the problems you run into is the fact that you are driving traffic or awareness of a site that is not awesome. Yeah, yeah, it happens quite often. They spend some time when the internet first came out, really just within a year of establishing their business, it seems like a lot of times they figure out the best platform to build their website and they just hope that works long like long term and that's usually not the case you have to stay up to date with what's going on the big the big the big guy that everyone needs to optimize towards is google really and and their algorithm and how they look at websites and how i mean their mission is to make information as easily accessible as possible and if you don't have a website that allows google to absorb that information and spit that out for people searching for that information they're going to get fallen behind so a lot of times we'll have to have conversations just to make sure that they know that the website needs some updates, needs some optimizations, needs mobile compliance. As everyone, we're not in these big, we don't have big uh, desktops anymore. Everyone's on their phone. So it's a much tinier screen that they have to be aware of and they have to. So, so like, this sounds, this sounds like a lot for a small business. They've got, they're going to be asked to invest in in technology that they don't understand and they're going to you know be asked to think about maintenance that they don't really know how to do so what's the what's the best way that you have found to help small businesses think about their web presence without thinking about google optimization or anything like that but just like the basic like this is this is what you this is often the first presentation you have to a visitor or a potential client. So how do you make the best of it? How do you, how do you help them sort of create a mental model of that? I think the best approach is to go back to the tried and true traditional marketing approach uh, messaging. A lot of times they get caught in the weeds of all the technology and what's going on in the, the web tubes when in reality, they just need to prioritize their message and what they're offering and just keep it as straightforward and easy for people to understand and absorb what they're trying to offer. Like if you have business hours, you should have that easily accessible on their website. If you have a certain product or service that you're trying to focus on, put that front and center and make it as easy as possible for people to understand what you do and how to get in touch with you in case they have additional questions. So if you could, you could have multiple web pages, you can have a very in-depth, complicated website, but a lot of times 90% of the value is going to be on the homepage in a very clear message, just like you would, you're printing out a flyer, you're not going to do that without a way to 
for the person to contact you. So just keep those priority kind of common sense approach, take a step back and think what would a customer need to get the value, to get to understand what you do. All right. So, so now once you, once you've, when you run into a small business, that's got a site, that's, that's good enough. What's next? Like, what, how do I think, how do I think about how to, what, what should I optimize towards? What should I be thinking about? Well, when it comes to your optimization strategy, there's, I mean, there's search engine optimization. You should see, you should think about how people are going to find your website and what they're going to be searching for and what you want to be showing up for when they search for your website, the keywords with the magic keywords that they want to rank for. So you really want to just have those, those target phrases that people are looking for, whether you're a plumber nearby or plumber in in Boston, Massachusetts, or what other city location, um, you, there's our service area that you, you service. Uh, but, uh, okay. So, so like, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, my site, I'm a, like, it's, I'm a plumber already. Like, how do I, how do I go about knowing what people search for? And how do I know which, how do I know that, you know, that I've got the, that I'm targeting the right the, the right stuff and how to like, so really like help me figure it out because if I'm a small business, like I've put a lot of effort in my storefront. I got a great sign. People walk in the door and I say, hello, and it's nice and it's great. Or when I, and I pick this location because lots of people drive by. So, but you're, so you're suddenly asking me to do something that's like way outside my wheelhouse. Right. And you're t- so, and so, and so is, is this why we need to work with somebody like you? Because, because yeah. frankly, like you tell me to optimize for plumber and I'm thinking, well, I've got coveralls on and I've, you know, <laughs> you know, got a pipe wrench. I'm a plumber. Right. So it, there, there are a few tools that I use. A lot of it's just tracking uh, and the Google keyword tool. There's, there's platforms, SEM rush is another one that you can search get an idea of what target keywords that you have in mind that you think are most relevant for your business. You plug these into this, this platform and it tells you how many searches that are taking place in your given area or, or states or, or nationwide for a particular term. And that'll give you an idea of, of how valuable and how often um, people are looking for your services. So what I like to do is, is come up with a list, like just jot down on a piece of paper, all the different services and high level, like how would you categorize and label your business? Start with a high level and then work down into the individual services. And then from there, plug out a, a few phrases, throw it into these tools, and you'll get an idea of how many people are searching for them. And then from there, you can you get a better idea of where's the impact versus effort, which one should you go, to, should you go after, which one will will yield more results. So, and usually the more broad, the more high level a keyword is, the higher traffic it is, is it, that will yield from that, that search result. But, you know, what else can I, what, like, what else can I do? Now let's, let's imagine like I'm having a sale or whatever. Like, how do I promote, how do I promote that? So if you're having a sale, a one-off kind of scenario where you you, have a service or a product that you're trying to push out there for a specific amount of time. The easiest approach because SEO, when you're dealing with those keywords, those are kind of permanent. Those are just general ways people look and search for your, your businesses. What you want to do is when they find your business, entice them. You have promotions, you have offer, everyone 
everyone gets those value pack coupons in the mail. So think of it as a promotion, like in that regard. So what you can do is you can, in some locations, say your Google My Business profile, there's a place where you can promote a, a certain sale or a certain product or service that, that you offer. That's a deal that puts you in better standing and in a better position versus your competitors. Another more uh, real-time approach would be advertising, local advertising, something like Google Ads. So when people are searching for your for your these keywords, if you're having a hard time ranking for a particular keyword, you can pay to get access right at the top of the page and you can be front and center and say exactly what your offer is, exactly what the promotion is. And that's how um, you can get so it from people. The, but how does a small business that doesn't maybe do a lot of online sales, how do they track the, the impact of their ads? If they're doing paid search ads or they're doing display ads or whatever, how do they know they're working? How do they know that this wasn't going to be business they were going to get anyways? I think that's something that a lot of people uh, don't quite have set up for them. First of all, you have to use this tool called Google Analytics. It's a free tool. Uh, it's the very minimum, bare bones. Another one is Google Search Console to make sure that your website is, is up to snuff and you have no problems there. But these are these basic foundational tracking tools that you definitely want to have set up. And for your ads, you can track whether using you this is something I would help you out with making sure that when you're serving your ad, it see how that traffic is, is being pushed to your website and whether it's having a, a conversion. So what we can do is we can have a form on your website if you're trying to find local leads. And then when people fill out the form, we can track if that ad was able to drive that conversion. Another approach, if you're a, a brick and mortar, a retail and you rely on foot traffic, there's another geofencing is another advertising tactic. And I have the ability um, using a certain tool that allows us to track to see if people actually saw your ad, engaged with your ad, and walked through the doors of your of your store. So there are different kind of platforms that the individual platforms offer amount of tracking and performance insights that lets you know if they're working, what is working, what's not working, how people are engaging with the different promotions and the services you offer. But in addition to that, you have Google Analytics and more overarching tracking platforms that track your ad performance, how all the traffic is going to your website and how they're behaving, how users are behaving when they do hit your website. Right. So, so I, I get, if I'm driving traffic to my website, that's, that's great. They can find hours and whatever location. That's cool. But you know, how do I know that they've been to my website and then came into my store? Is that, like, is there a way that like be like told that, that this person who's, that I'm ringing up at the cash register that, that they actually went to my website or, yeah. or is that just like too much magic? <laughs> it's no, it's not too much magic. The best approach to that is, I mean, you see it a lot of the times when you're trying to bridge the gap between physical coupons, like mailers. And then when you go into the store to see how, how do they track those? It's kind of the same approach where you can have coupon codes. It's probably the, the, the best, the easiest approach. So you can have dedicated coupon codes for individual ads, for in, like big campaigns. And then you just tracked as those customers, you're serving those ads online, yeah. those coupon codes online, then they go in and redeem them. Uh, that's a great way to track to see the, the impact of those. Cool. So, so let's, let's just imagine I'm, I'm, a, I'm a plumber, right? And plumbers make pretty good money, but like you only need a plumber Oh, once or twice. So, right. So I feel like if there's someone out in the world looking for, for plumbers, I should probably be 
fighting for that person. But, but like, how much does it cost to like go to, to get a client? I mean, because right now, like I, we do Yelp, that's free. We do Yellow Pages, that's free. We sponsor the local Little League team. That's a few hundred dollars. And we donate to charities and whatever. And we put out flyers and we've got a sign. And so like, but how much more does this digital stuff cost? Well, the way the platforms price it is a cost per thousand impressions or a cost per click model. What you do is you set up, you, typically you need an ad budget of say 500 or that's a good starting budget for say for a month. And we're talking small potatoes here because these are uh, the keywords can cost a few dollars per click. And depending how busy they are and how competitive it is, it can be quite expensive. It can be $10, $15 per click. So what you need to do is you, you have your ad budget and then you space that out over time and you, you bid on these specific keywords that you want to go after. And then you just, you run the numbers and you do the analysis to see how many clicks you get and eventually how many, how you get them to convert to come into the store and, and purchase or, or buy online, convert online. And then you, we, we help you crunch the numbers to see what the cost per lead, the cost per acquisition would be, but you definitely, you need to have like uh, some money to play with some testing budget to start with not a huge amount of money, but something to get you off the ground. So yeah, this, geez, just, it sounds, you know, I feel like I have my hands full already. So, so how does someone like you help? So how, how do, how do I, how do I take advantage of, of someone like native games? But I guess moreover, how do I make sure that I'm, I'm like not getting, you know, like I'm not getting the runaround from somebody. Well, I like to, I mean, yes, the, a lot of people have gone, they've tried, tested a lot of different platforms and tools and. Sometimes they felt like they, they might've been burned once or twice. What I do, my approach that, that's different is I really, I, I do a, a very in-depth audit. I go into, um, I take a holistic customized approach to that specific business, what resources that they have available and the personality I'm working with. So everyone's a little bit different. What I do is I go in and make sure that they have their, and I, I work with them and I give them a, a very detailed plan to make sure that they have the foundation so they can set up the tracking. And then depending on what channel that they are interested in. And I make recommendations and I cover all of them basically. Uh, so whether it's email, advertising, uh, social media, or SEO, those are different channels, different, they require different strategies. And I come up with a very catered, detailed approach, a tactic list for, for each. So at the end, it's, a, it's this nice packaged audit with basically everything they'd want to, or, or they need to either move forward on their own, bring that in-house and have someone else take care of it for them. Or if it seems like too big of a lift and all these, a lot of these small business owners are, are very busy people. I can help take that off their hands and, and take the lead and execute it for them. So what is, I mean, tell me, can you tell me some stories about how this has worked with other, with other businesses? Sure, sure. So an example um, would be, there was a, there was a hair salon that I've worked with recently that uh, they had, they spent a lot of time on SEO, but they, and they've used all the major platforms for a service-based business. They're on Yelp. They have Google My Business. And they were, and specifically, they were dealing with hair restoration. So reviews weren't something that, which is a great SEO tactic. Everyone, when they're doing research online, they want to see that people are using you often and they like the experience with you. So I went in, I did a deep dive of their website of how they're tracking performance, which they weren't doing a super great job of. So they, they knew they were getting traffic to the website, but then it just kind of fell flat from there. They didn't know 
how engaged or how effective and how if the, that it, those that traffic was turning into business. So I helped them set up some some goals, a funnel to see a better idea of, of what happens when those people do come to the website, if they do ultimately call or if they're filling out forms for, for a business inquiry to, to see if they can book an appointment for them. So I got the tracking set up for them and then we did some advertising. So on the same sense, like that advertising specific traffic, we helped analyze what was working, what was the different kind of messages in, in promotion. So we came up with some tests on the advertising side to help boost their traffic uh, and boost their sales and conversions. And and so what 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 kind of stuff really worked for them? What worked for them was it was we did some A/B tests with some different kind of 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 image approach. Like so, we had an approach where we had the before and after photos that some people liked, some people didn't. That that was a mixed review. What we learned was more they, they really prefer the after. So we had some some image testing, some message testing in the in the ad copy. There was a promotion that we were running that. Whenever you had the the chance, you could you could always say, "Hey, I'm a I'm a hair salon. Work with me. I'm good at cutting hair." But that's often not enough to convince people to to go to you. So a lot of times, a promotion works. So you get people saying, "Get them to come in the first haircut, ten percent off." We ran a promotion like that, and that definitely boost boosted performance, boosted engagement, and and that worked out really well for them. Okay, and 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 is this is this something that like any business? can do any business. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that any, any business that's trying to win a local market, win local market share can, I can help them out. We can set up a a program, a, a a strategy to help them continue their growth and, and capture more business and market share within their local market. This is something that every business that, that sees value and can capture more value online, which is everyone that I've come across. Yeah, absolutely. And so Let's try. Let's try to think of a business that that's, that this wouldn't work for. There's a brick and mortar approach. There's, there's retail businesses and there are service based businesses. Those require different kind of tactics. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it doesn't matter if you're if you're a lawn care service or a plumber. People aren't going to your office, so that's a whole different strategy, a different approach, uh, different messaging. So you have different tactics there than you would if you're a brick and mortar person. So brick and mortar businesses, we do have different geofencing ways that we can we can target people based on where they've been locally or if they are on a specific location at a specific location locally. Something like a complimentary business where give me an example. Like how how about this? So you've got somebody somebody who's been to a jewelry store, they might be also in the market for flowers, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a great example. Yeah. So 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 I'm the, I'm the florist. So how, how do I leverage, like, how, how does it, how does it work? How do I know who's been to a jewelry store and how do I get my ads in front of them? So you, you would, I would set up a, I I'd work with you to find out who your, who those local businesses are. Cause we don't want to target people going to a jewelry store across country. So we'd find the, the jewelry stores, the complementary businesses within your local market. And then we'd set up a, a blueprint, a perimeter around that location and be able to track whether someone visits that location. So if you're a flower shop and you have a jewelry store next, next door or down the street, uh, we'd be able to see if someone has visited that location. And what you do is you just, you target them, you, you, they're cookied based on where they've, they've been, and then you'd be able to serve an ad to them. So, and then after they've left that jewelry store, after they made that purchase and they need to 
get some flowers for the significant significant yeah. other, whoever that, that gifts for, you'd just be able to serve an ad a promotion saying, hey, I see you've got some jewelry, let's up the ante and, and get some flowers on your way home. Right, okay. So, and then how do I, as the, how do I know that that person that just bought that really nice dozen roses from me, like, how do I know that they, that they came through that ad? So that's tracked on, on our platform. So I'd be able to see, we'd have a specific campaign of people who are going to, for the, for like, say you're, you're targeting people that go to a jewelry store, we'd have a campaign targeting them. So we'd know we'd serve a specific ad to them. And we know if they were engaged and clicked on that ad. And eventually one way we can track to see if they visited the, the retail store or your flower yep. shop, or we can run a promo promo code. I mean, promo codes are a really clear and clean way to see if if people are, are redeeming the promotion. So okay. they'd have a specific promo code for that jewelry store. And then if they go into the flower shop and offer that code, we'd know that it came from that. Okay. So, so what's the, I mean... For a lot of small business, this sounds, I'm sure it just sounds like a lot of like, it sounds like a lot. How does a company like yours help the small, the small business owners really got their hands full just doing their business? Like, what can you, what, like, how much can they put on, on your plate? What, what is the, what's the best way to work with somebody like Native Games? So I, these, these business owners are busy, so I don't expect them to have creative resources. I don't expect them to fully understand how to manage and optimize a digital advertising campaign. So I take care of that form. So I, I dive into their business. We do an in-depth audit of who they are as a business, what the local competitors look like and the complementary business. And I come up with a strategy, a targeted strategy uh, based on where we can target, how we can reach those customers. And when it comes to ad creative, whether it's text or, or images, banner ads, I come mm-hmm. up with recommendations based on that, that initial audit that we work together, we approve and, and I help set that all up for them. Okay. And then like, what is this, what does this all cost? I mean, I said, you know, you said like you'd at least $500 a month, but for ad budget, correct. You got something to test with. So what I like to do, what, what I'm, I'm offering right now is like, I call it the Ryan high five where it's an in-depth audit and it covers absolutely everything you would need from a digital perspective for, for any business that's going online. So it's a detailed audit of your website, your SEO, email, all the social, all the channels. So what I do is I take a look at you, where you are as a company, what you have done though so far, and I come up with five and very detailed to the point where it's just a flick of a switch for you. If you really want to activate it and turn it on, I give you the full plan of how to execute and optimize and drive value through online efforts. Got it. Okay. So, so like you can basically tell me like what to do, and then if I can't do it, you can. Correct. Yep. And I get a mix. So some people, they have people internally that might just not have the experience or direction, or they just need, need a path, a clear strategy. I help, help put, put forth a strategy that they can execute. And quite often they, they don't have anyone in house and they're kind of a smaller shop. So they need someone to take the reins and, and I can absolutely do that. And just high communication. I work with them ongoing on, on the execution plan, seeing how, how performance is panning out. As, as we move forward and, uh, and we make optimizations and, and continually to, to work together. But the, I would take care of it. I'd lead the charge 
pretty much a full service, make it as easy as possible so that they can pay attention to growing their business and, and what they're better at and what they, what they want to do. People usually don't start a business to, with the anticipation and they're not super amped about running digital marketing. So right. I want to take care of that for them. All right. So Ryan, how can people get in touch with you? nativegames.com i have a website there otherwise ryan at nativegames.com is a great way to reach out to me that's native gains g-a-i-n-s right correct all right cool and and i think what we've what you're doing here is it's a little bit like it's a little like retro and counterintuitive because internet's always like scale and big and international and go to market blah 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 And, and you're here working with the businesses that make a difference in the community, the people that sponsor the little league team and have a booth at town day or whatever, those, like, those are the, the businesses that, that you are, the, the businesses that you are helping are the ones that really make our communities worth working in, right? Worth yeah. living. Yep. Yeah. So these are, these are, you know, these are your, these are neighbors. Right. These are the neighbors, these are the the small entrepreneurs that are trying to, I mean, my ideal scenario, my success stories would be giving people making enough money so that they can take a weekend off or they can hire more help, or ideally they might be able to open up another location if they're a retail store or or a brick and mortar establishment. So those are the the success stories that, that I'm striving for, that I'm trying to help, help my clients achieve. Well, that's, that's awesome. So, Hey, Ryan, thank you so much for being here today. This has been a a treat and Again, it's, uh, it's Native Gains. It, this is Ryan Holbrook. And if you've got a small business that you know, is looking to sort of stake out its spot in your community, in the place where, you, where your, your store is, and you want to sort of stake out the pieces that are, you know, stake out the pieces that are, are you want to box out the big boxes and you want to push Amazon away, a company like Ryan's can really help you create your own space and, you know, capture market share in the place that it matters to you. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Ryan. And I will have you back again so you can tell more stories about amazing clients who have done great things like hired more people from their hometown or sponsored both the little league team and the basketball team right right more community more community thank you tim thank you so i've got a quick question for you how's your pipeline if you said anything other than holy guacamole it's bursting full tim i've got something to probably put some more appointments on your calendar it's all about cold email and messaging and you know right now cold email is blazing hot And I've taken everything that I've learned over the last two decades about cold email, the structures, the psychology, the delivery, the list building, and I've put it into Tim's awesome cold email compendium. This guide gives you over 75 different email frameworks with real examples that you can model. Everything from a single rifle shot to the perfect prospect to a multi-message sequence that can excite and qualify potential clients based on your criteria. 
Tim's awesome cold email compendium can help you dramatically ramp up your pipeline fast. So I want you to check it out at coldemailcompendium.com forward slash podcast. And just for you, the listeners of the Kilroy Report podcast, along with the compendium, I will include some of my client-only trainings, 11 minutes closer to the perfect sales call, and my hour-long lesson on how to win more business for your agency. These alone can add hundreds of thousands of dollars to your revenue, but when we put that together with the giant buckets of leads that you're going to be generating with the frameworks and strategies in Tim's awesome cold email compendium, well, you might just find yourself complaining that you just don't know what to do with all your extra money. So that's Tim's cold email compendium at coldemailcompendium.com forward slash podcast.